Big boobs, little boobs, curvy, petite, introvert, extrovert, loud, quiet. You, my friend, perfect, exactly the way you are right now. I'm Steph, your host, the big boobed introvert CEO of Confetti Curves, and I'm going to remind you that confidence comes from loving all that you are right now. Shall we get started? Hi, Nicole, and welcome to Confident in Your Curves. Hello, love. I was like, oh, the anticipation with that countdown was real. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> uh, so let's get started with the big question. What do you love most about yourself right now? What do I love about myself right now? The amount of trust I have. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, that's what I love about myself. <laughs> like that in itself is so powerful and so underrated at times. Like trusting who you are and how you feel is amazing. Mm, yeah, I feel, um, yeah, trusting myself hasn't always been the theme. I think for a lot of the time in my life, I would externally look for validation like most of us have experienced. And even in my business, almost like looking to other coaches and the way that they were doing things instead of coming back to what do I want to create, who do I want to be, and just trusting that expression that wanted to come through. So yeah, right now what I'm really loving is feeling the wholeness and the purity of myself coming through and just trusting like yeah I love that I am kind of in an opposite thing at the moment I'm really struggling to trust myself and I keep looking for that external validation and like I'm getting to the stage where I'm self-aware and being like oh Mm. hold on I need to bring that but it's really a hard place to get to do you think you did anything to kind of like what was that pivotal moment to kind of build that trust in yourself hmm (laughs) You know, it's a really funny question because when I try to ask myself that, I think there's no direct response because it's been an accumulation of different experiences that I've put myself in. Mm -hmm. So what comes to heart is firstly, I would do the things that scared me and see where they led me. I had to start building my own evidence that it was safe to trust and what came really clear to me was that I hated feeling like I couldn't trust myself and I noticed I felt really out of alignment at one point especially in my business where I was like this just feels yuck you know like I don't want to be here anymore I don't want to exist here like what is going on and yeah because I felt so yuck it was like okay I started to ask myself the question well, how do I want it to feel And the way that that looked was fully trusting the magic that wanted to come through with me and then leading with that. So I remember actually probably six months ago, I, for the first time, shared a piece of art of my own spoken word. And so something not many people know about me is like, I I love writing, like poetry and writing and my connection to music is like, lights me the fuck up. And I really wanted to bring that into my spaces And I did it once with a community that was quite familiar with me and they were like, oh, my God, Nicole, more of that. And I was like, okay, okay, I need to start trusting this more, right? So, yeah, it's just about going, okay, if I'm not happy or like the way that I'm feeling right now, what can I lean into? It's going to be scary. Do it. 
and build my own evidence. That's amazing. Mm. That's so powerful. Yeah. <laughs> I also love, like, I am starting to learn about, like, the feminine and masculine energy. Like, it's always been, it's been quite a foreign concept to me until about this year when I started working with it. And I find it really interesting, like, you talk on your podcast a lot about leaning into those energies. Would you have any kind of, like, tips or like that kind of like beginner's guide to really learning and trusting that in you yeah so are we asking where where do you even begin when you want to start trusting the feminine and the masculine or which one do you want to talk about first let's start feminine (laughs) because I think that's the where I need to go (laughs) yeah okay I reckon yeah let's talk about the feminine because um I feel like we're at this time in society we have been for the past like five years where the feminine is starting to come out of its stages of repression right and so we're starting to see the rise of the feminine and the feminine's gifts so it's very alive real and happening right now (laughs) (laughs) it's really exciting and it really excites me you know and um yeah, I guess to go back to stage one, like what even is feminine energy, right? Yeah. So feminine energy is actually, we have to take it to even two steps back again. So the first thing I want to mention is that feminine and masculine energy isn't gender specific. Uh, feminine and masculine energy exists within women and men, mm-hmm. but it doesn't only exist within humans. It exists in everything right so it is in form in our external world and in the formless as well so we are continuously in this dance and in unity with the earth and the world and the universe everything we're in this dance of the polarity of the feminine and the masculine energy and what has happened for thousands and thousands and thousands of years i would say even like yeah, fight for the past 5,000 years, we've been in a very patriarchal culture, which has resulted in us favoring the masculine, praising the masculine, achieving through the masculine. And that's not a bad thing, but it did get to the point where the feminine has been repressed and suppressed. And as a result of this, we see more problems occur because the feminine is what heals the world and makes us feel alive. And when that's not there, as you can imagine, a lot of sickness, a lot of separation starts to happen in our world. And that is exactly what we've seen unfold, right? Completely. Yeah, yeah. It, It actually blows my mind. Like up until this day, I'm forever a student of this because there's just so much to learn in the art of feminine and masculine energetics. And I'll never forget the day that I was introduced to the idea of energetics, specifically feminine and masculine energetics, I was like, oh, my God, my life makes sense now. Everything that's happened. It's a complete, like, mind shift change. Like, I was like, I didn't even know this existed. And, like, holy, like, shit, like, this is life-changing. Yeah, and it is life-changing because when you start to understand these polarities, it's not a matter of, like, you know, does it exist or doesn't it? Because it just is. Mm. It becomes a question of, well, do you want to participate in letting it benefit you, right? So then you can start to really delve into it and use the energetics to really help benefit different areas of your life. Because as some of you may know who are listening to this episode is that the polarity of feminine masculine energetics deeply helps your business 
and money, abundance, your relationships, your soul connections, your connections to self, the way you feel about your body, the way you perceive yourself in the mirror, that how confident you feel, like it runs into everything. And when you start to notice what energetic you're really embodying and then you start to notice it's not really serving the moment or it's coming from a really wounded place you can start to really move away from that and start to embody a new state of a healthy feminine or a healthy masculine um yeah so where was I <laughs> like just fully segued I do this a lot I guess that first like leaning in like when you start to like really identify those energies in yourself yeah, so <clears throat> I suppose where we are right now in society, I'll come back to this part where we're starting to see the feminine rise. A lot of people are waking up to the idea of feminine energy, but the one thing I want to make everybody aware of is that it doesn't mean the masculine's been bad or wrong. Um, one thing I'm really passionate about is actually the integration of feminine and masculine energy because if we you know, cast down the masculine's like, that masculine, masculine energy has been messing up my life. Like we're actually not helping ourselves. We're actually reverting back into a really unhealthy feminine energy. So yeah, it's really important to actually heal both sides. And what you'll find is when you start to go into this work, if you really want a good relationship with the feminine, you have to travel even deeper with the masculine and vice versa. You will never be able to fully surrender into your feminine energy until you have healed your masculine wounds. And when I realized this, I was like, oh, that makes sense. And when I started to go into masculine energy work after I kind of dabbled a little bit on the feminine side of things, I was like, holy shit, everything was just blown open. And I actually made a post not too long ago where I was like, for the first time in a very, very long time, I probably when I was two years old, I could say it, but for the first time ever really in my conscious living life that I had known, I could say wholeheartedly that I love men and I feel deep respect for men. And I bowed to my partner's fate literally on this day when I felt it drop in my body, like deep respect and love for men. And I'd been sexually abused, you know, I had so much shit from men growing up that it destroyed me and broke me. And as a result of that, you know, I put up the masculine shield. I tried to achieve so much myself and find worth from without me instead of from within me. Um, external validation started to come up and yeah, a lot of problems. Again, that problems, right? The toxic masculinity caused a lot of problems, a lot of chaos mm -hmm. and the feminine essence was missing in my life. And, um, yeah, when I went into masculine practices and that healing, it was transformational. Like, yeah. Like, that is just, it's such a world away from where, like, my current mindset is. It's just inspiring to think that, like, you can do that work and get to a stage where it's like, you know what? Like, I'm past the trauma of those kind of things and can actually appreciate, the, like, men because... Yeah, so what even is feminine energy? Let's come back to that, right? <laughs> The essence of feminine energy is love. You know, feminine energy is continuously embodying love and emanating love. That is feminine energy in its full embodiment, just the purity, divinity of love itself. Feminine energy is also connected to life force energy, which is life. So you see anything that has life and in the moments where you feel tired or energetically drained, 
coming into your feminine energy is going to actually bring more life, aliveness into your body. Feminine energy is the radiance, it's the intuitive side of you, it's the feelings, the emotions, the oscillation of living and trusting in the mystery and the unknown. So that's the gift that the feminine actually gives us when we start to embody that energy. We find ourselves being able to surrender more to life. And as a result of that, we feel more abundant and more whole, which actually creates that magnetism that you hear people talk about. So you're more magnetizing and people are more drawn to you and you might not even look that good, quote, quote fingers, look that good or, you know, maybe you just woke up or whatever, you're not your best self, but you still have this energy about you and it's that energy about a woman that is reflecting to you that that's her fe- that's her feminine energy that's when you know somebody is fully embodied in their feminine energy because they just have that something about them and it's like wow what is happening they're not really doing anything they're not really saying anything they're just being it's that glow that they kind of like obs- <laughs> yeah and that's that's the feminine essence right it's not about what you're doing and what you're saying because that that's very much masculine it's about who are you being right um feminine energy also connects to movement and flow its expression so if you find it really hard to speak your truth express yourself communicate clearly then coming back to your feminine energy and healing that can really uh transform those qualities for you and back to the other thing i said earlier feminine energy is also very nurturing and healing so if you have any trauma, any blockages, any problems, business, growth, whatever it might be, you're going into your feminine energy every single time you're feeling and healing. You can't be in your masculine whilst you're in your feminine and you can't be in your feminine whilst you're in your masculine. We're continuously like dancing between both. And as you can tell, like we need both of them in in life like we need to have a relationship with both and then when we start to look at masculine energy masculine energy is very purpose-driven right it's continuously seeking freedom through achievement Mm -hmm. okay so if it knows it has something to do on its to-do list it's like okay i got something to do i gotta get this done and then i can have my freedom and that is what the masculine lives for right Mm -hmm. Um, masculine energy is very structured and very rigid. And the thing that I love about humans uh, is that they are literally women, women that have female bodied organs are literally the perfect example of the embodiment of feminine energy. Because when you look at a woman who is like so free in her body, she is fluid, she is movement, she has that S curve, right? And she's also got her, she's also got her vulva and her vagina and she is designed to receive. And that is what feminine energy is, right? Always receiving. And when you look at the masculine in, if we're looking at, a male with male genitals, he penetrates, Mm -hmm. right? And their bodies are literally like a H, like they're structured. So it's not to say that, okay, men are always masculine and females always feminine. It's like, but if you need to look at the evidence of what feminine and what masculine is, simply by looking at our genders, we can see the resemblance and the embodiment of what feminine and masculine can look like, right? that's an amazing way of thinking about it because I'd never, like, you really, that giving and receiving and, like, even just, yeah, the shape is 
it's, it's blown my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, masculine energy is also very conscious. So I, one of the mis- biggest misconceptions, which I had, I'd say like three years ago when I was first introduced to this work was I, I noticed that sitting in meditation wasn't working for me. And I was like, what is going on? Like I'm meant to be meditating. This is meant to be good for me. But the problem was I was already so much in my masculine that sitting in meditation wasn't actually for me, nor was it benefiting my, like my mental and bodily health. Mm-hmm. And then I found movement, embodied movement and dance and breath, which is more of a feminine practice. And so I started to do that instead of meditation and boy, it changed the game, right? So when you meditate, you're connecting to your consciousness, you're sitting in awareness and stillness and nothingness. And so that's a very masculine act. So if you do need to nourish your masculine energy, that's maybe some of the things that you do at the start. If you need to nourish your feminine energy, then you would want to go to circles and go to women's gatherings where you can express yourself, put on a song and move your body and move your body in a non-linear way that maybe you've never moved it before. Breathe with your breath, breathe the breath with the movement and fully like let yourself express. And that's the sim- in the most simplistic way, the way that you can connect to the feminine essence and the masculine essence. But when it comes to the healing work, that's a different story. That's a really great tip about like meditation because I I know that I'm in my masculine a lot um, and I really do struggle with meditation because that's sitting and you just kind of, but I'm definitely going to try some dance movement and kind of that circular motion because yeah, meditation just feels like a waste of time. I'm always sitting there being like, I can't even switch off my mind. Like I've got a to-do list and like these are the like the 20 other things that I have to do. I'm going to try that. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people will resonate with this, so I will share this. But something I recently found out about the female brain is that whenever we are more prone to stress or let's say we experience trauma or a lot of uh, threats in the womb, we come into this world and we are constantly like addicted to the cortisol, right? We're addicted to all of the adrenaline rushing hormones and the female body doesn't actually calibrate well to stress as much as the masculine body does, right? The men's brain. And so because of that, what women do to cope with the increase of cortisol and adrenaline is they create things to do because when they create things to do, they're able to organize things And this actually causes a hormonal response that lowers their cortisol levels. So, (laughs) yeah, like, so I see you and I get you. And this is a common thing for women. So it is hormonal and it is also energetic because the energy, like the energetic is playing out there, right there. Right. But also understand that there is this, there is this hormonal process and like catalyst and all these things that are going on inside of you. And that is probably why you're like some, let's say someone tells you get rid of the to-do list or do you know, just have a day off. You're like, what, what do you mean? Yeah. Have a day off? You get rid of the to-do list? Are you crazy? Yeah. Right? Like I don't know for that. <laughs> and it's so common. And yeah, you would, you'd flip out because right now in that moment, because of whatever's going on on a personal level for you, it's actually lowering, it, lowering your cortisol levels, which is actually helping you, mm. but long-term can cause a lot of problems. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the work, hopefully. They're doing like, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's really like, interesting. It's like trying to schedule like a day of the weekend, be like, okay, today is my couch day. Like I do not need to do anything. You can just relax. I can't do it. It is just something that I'm still trying to work on to have that ability to switch off and go, this is actually what you need. And that's why I think I keep getting sick this year because – I just cannot stop or rest. And it's my body being like, maybe we should lie down for a bit. Just an idea. (laughs) Yeah. To speak into that, you know, I think that another misconception when it comes to feminine and masculine energy is that the feminine, when you're in your feminine, you're doing nothing. Mm. But when you start to play with feminine archetypes, you notice that there are more fiery feminine archetypes, there's more watery, there's more airy, and there's more earthy feminine archetypes. And I think the biggest fear for female entrepreneurs is that if I let go into my feminine energy, nothing's going to get done. Mm -hmm. Nothing's going to be created. But side note, your feminine energy is (laughs) the creatrix. A lot is going to happen. A lot is going to be manifested. A lot of clarity is actually going to drop in. And not only that, is that when you start to do the feminine work, you're going to notice in there's different ways of being in your feminine. And when you tap into the fiery feminine, you can be in your feminine whilst getting all of these things moving in your business in the most divine, delicious way without tipping into this structured, uh, like heady masculine. Mm. Does the, yeah. Yeah, that makes total so, sense. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because, you know, you're probably in your feminine more than what you think, Mm. but because of the conditioning we've had around when we first learned about feminine masculine energetics, we have this idea that the feminine is passive, is weak, is, um, sorry, not passive, is submissive. Um, That's another thing. A lot of people get confused between passive and submissive. Um, Passive is actually a superpower, right? If you can be passive, that's more you laying back and receiving and witnessing and being very aware about what's happening around you right? Whereas submissive is very different. So we have this idea that feminine energy is submissive, is helpless, is not as powerful, doesn't get things done, doesn't really achieve much, but she does in her own unique way. And that's what I really love. And what I love to embrace in feminine leadership is like there, there is a different way that female bodied people with a core feminine essence, there is a certain way that they get to thrive and achieve and be in success. And it is very different to the way that the masculine called people operate. But we can be there. (laughs) (laughs) We can all get, I think it's also like the beauty of like, because I currently work in a corporate job while also starting my own business. So seeing the way in which corporate is very structured and very kind of set out in like that masculine way because that's how it's kind of been and then getting involved with entrepreneur groups and being like that's actually just because that's the way corporate like does it that's not how you need to do it and learning to kind of like trust the flow and walking away when things do get stuck is also a really kind of powerful thing to just be like this isn't working for me right now I need to go and do something else and then come back and actually be productive rather than being like here's my eight hours that I've dedicated to this like project right now yeah yeah and I think a lot of that comes from the place of wherever people are getting their validation and sense of self-worth from, right? So it might not even be 
like we can go into feminine masculine energetics with this, but I think it's actually more simple than that because I see a lot of female entrepreneurs and people who have gone from corporate into running their own business where they've almost carried the structures and the way of being into their business. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody has this epiphany where they're like, oh my God, it doesn't have to be this way. Like what? (laughs) And there's still coaches out there that do teach it that way. And yeah, it's maybe worked well for them, whatever, but that's not what I'm here to talk about, right? Like I'm here to talk about a different way that for me is a lot funner and has completely changed my life. And there's reason and meanings behind why I've chosen this path, um, which maybe we can go into later, but Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's really simple because it comes down to, well, if you got praised and loved on for achieving things through X, Y, and Z, then you're going to think that that is the way it has to be done in your business when you start out. That is the way it has to be done in your relationship. That is the way that you're going to get love and feel worthy and validated. And it is a very important thing for females to feel that, right? That is Mm -hmm. where we thrive, of connection, collaboration, of loving off each other. Like we get this rush of dopamine and endorphins and it makes us feel amazing. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that is the way we operate. Therefore, we might act from a wounded place, more than a loving place and that's what I really want to help people get awareness around is are you actually making these decisions in your business and in your life based of love or is this coming from a wound or a fear or the old way that you used to receive a sense of self-worth because that is the only way you thought people would love you and the shoulds as well it's like I should do it this way or this is the way it has been done so I need to carry that on you have a really great podcast episode that I listened to about um scheduling your month around your period and like actually leaning in to like when you know your cycle and your hormones actually work for you and I had never ever considered that that's actually something that's super beneficial and like more productive really yeah yeah um bleed bleeding with your business yeah Yeah. I preach the fuck out of that and you know what it's funny because like I said to you before we started talking on this episode is that I just got back from running a retreat two days ago and I had planned for the retreat to start when two days after my bleed ended but (laughs) last cycle my bleed was late and with no joke, everyone in my community had something going on with their bleed. Like it was late, like it was just met. I was like, what is going on? And then I was like, oh no, my bleed's going to be whilst I'm away on the retreat. And at first a lot of fear came up because I had been, you know, really enjoying and feeling in flow with bleeding with my business. But something actually really beautiful came from this experience where I noticed that there was no need to like, plan this retreat around my bleed because the wisdom came through at the retreat whilst being on my bleed and to be able to fully because the whole intention was you know this is the full embrace of your feminine essence like let your intuition come through let your wisdom come in if you feel called to do something to use your your psychic abilities in the space like you we trust you and we invite you in on that and to be able to be on my bleed in the space with that being the intention, I was like, wow, I think I've just discovered a new sense of confidence in myself and love for my bleed and respect and acceptance, you know, and it showed the part of me that still hadn't really accepted my period. So yeah, as much as I preach bleeding around your business, um, 
in the simplest way I can explain it, it's just don't force yourself to do things that are draining you, right? You always want to feel like life force is coursing through your body. And if you have been very masculine and it hasn't been helping you, coming back to bleeding with your business can be really helpful, like a really helpful way to connect back with your feminine energy, back with your body and back with your yoni, which holds so much like wisdom Mm. and when you yeah and then once you're in this place like I guess where I am now it's like okay I've bled with my business I'm really liberated here but now I also surrender to if energy comes through because when soul speaks it's like yo get out of the way like (laughs) I'm coming through I got an idea and I'm like inspired and like you know spirit and soul and everything is just like coursing through and that's that's what happened at the retreat it was like this whole other entity and energy and support around me came through even though I was on my bleed and I felt more alive than ever and more energized than ever you know so um you you can surprise yourself on your bleed too but if you're coming from an empty cup it probably won't happen (laughs) that's amazing though I I myself have have I have polycystic ovary syndrome so my cycle is all over the place and I had Um, a three-month-long bleed um, at up until the start of this year. And then um, it'll, like, clear up or whatever. And then I just had, like, a normal period. And, like, I loved that experience. Like, it was, like, I don't think I've ever said that I have loved my period. But to actually kind of go, this was a normal cycle and a normal bleed. And I'm, like, so appreciative of my body and, like, listening to it and going, okay, like, in these times I need to nourish myself in a different way to, like, continue to still have some energy and rest. And I think, like, yeah, I was kind of inspired by your podcast when I got my next period. I was like, oh, let's kind of, like, lean into this. Yay. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And, yeah, you know, it can be really hard for people when they start to bleed with their business or with their life or career because Mm -hmm. it can be all over the place and it can be sporadic and we would need a whole other podcast episode on periods alone. I could go into it. But I guess for anybody who's listening, they're like, hey, my thing's all over the place. Like, what do I do if it is that? Then my next step for for those kinds of people would be to come back to your intuition and really understand how your body's feeling. Because for you, it's going to be about trusting yourself day to day and also giving yourself permission to change plans when things come up. And I know that can be hard, but that is the first step. And then you would probably, without a doubt, if you do want to go into it and want to start getting a consistent cycle, because a consistent cycle is a healthy body. Like it's so important. I think that um, period health and our cycles have been so abused and misunderstood for centuries. Uh, And the most empowering thing we can do as women is to understand our bleed. Mm-hmm. because it's our body yep. and a deep sense of connection comes from that place when we start to come back to our bleeds and understand it truly and deeply and also respect it enough to flow with it in our lives mm-hmm. because it is us mm. yeah and I think the power that comes with also being able to say no to birth control like when I was having issues the first thing that my doctor said was like well we can put you on the pill or we can give you an IUD and I was like oh yeah no I don't want either of those like that's just not and she's like well look like you're of that age like you should have some birth control it's like no no I don't have to have birth control if I don't want birth control and I'm like much more into like trying to fix it 
naturally than like with hormones that are not going to fix the problem. And I don't think a lot of people realize you can say no, like you don't have to be on a birth control. Yeah, I was on a birth control loet since the age 12 till the age 20. So I was on it for eight years and that was only three, three and a half years ago I came off the pill and that was when I decided that I was quitting bodybuilding because it just felt like a good time to just quit all the shit that didn't feel like me. Something didn't feel right. Um, and by the last two years being on the pill, I was like spotting mm-hmm. and things were just feeling weird. I was like, this is so weird. And when I reflect back on it, I'm like, I it takes one year, one whole year, even two years for the female reproductive system to finally bleed normally mm-hmm. and comfortably. And what I mean by that is you're probably going to experience pain when you initially get your period, when you're a young young kid or teenager, that's what happens because your body is like, whoa, what is happening? And it's actually trying to just understand and compute and try to balance out the, the flood of hormones that suddenly come through. And I think this is why a lot of people are like, okay, I'll take the pill just to suppress these symptoms or to make things easier. And there's no like wrong in that. I did that. You know, I had extremely painful periods. It was preventing me from even going to school. I'd have so many days off. I think my attendance was 42%. Oh my yeah. God. Attendance <laughs> 42%, if not lower sometimes. Like, I would be so happy if my attendance came back at 50%. And it got lower and lower and lower as my confidence got lower and the bullying got more severe as well. But like, my period played a really big part of that because there was only ever like one week where I wasn't in pain. Mm. Otherwise, I was in pain, right? So there was the necessity to go on it and it did relieve me, but it really disempowered me. Mm-hmm. And when I came off the pill, I had lost my bleed for over a year and I thought, oh my God, I'm never going to get this back. Like, what have I done? I've fucked my body up. You know, I never really allowed myself to experience hormones mm-hmm. and I'll never forget the day it came and I was like, holy shit, I got my bleed back. <laughs> and then it became the question of, am I actually fertile? Right, because you can be bleeding and not be fertile. And I do want a family one day. And what ended up happening, I actually haven't shared, I don't think I've shared this on a podcast before, but what happened one day is I fell pregnant. And on that day, I was like, oh my God, I'm fertile. But at the same time, it was like, oh my God, like it felt, I was like, what? Like I had to double take and I felt like I was a ghost floating outside my body when I found that out. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a really difficult time for me when I found out because me and my partner knew we didn't want a kid yet, Mm -hmm. but then my spiritual beliefs were conflicting the knowing that I wanted more time. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, is this meant to be? Is this spirit? Is this God? Whatever, you know, like telling me this child's meant to come in now or is this a challenge and I'm meant to make a decision and it's not meant to be? And then I had a lot of shame come up that I didn't know existed, which was the shame around, oh, but what if I get an abortion? What are people going to think? What are people going to say? And you'd be surprised how many people have gone through this Mm. and how many times people haven't even talked about um, the process because it's a horrible process. So long story short, I decided to get an abortion and it was a really difficult time because every hormone and cell in your body is trying to protect that thing, even though you know you don't want it. Mm -hmm. And 
it, yeah, it was really hard, especially when I was told, you know, you have to wait like three more weeks. It's like, oh, what? So for three more weeks, I've got to like sit here and have this connection with this thing in my belly. And I kept calling it a thing and an it because I didn't want to draw an attachment. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a really difficult time. But the gift that came from that was like, wow, I really understand women more now. And so I was grateful for that experience for a couple of reasons because of understanding women finding more of my own pain and shame and being able to heal that and also finding out that I was healthy finally you know so yeah (laughs) thank you for sharing that was really incredible and like so vulnerable and I think it's something that we just don't talk about enough and to even understand that you've got to like wait additional time is just something that you just don't take into consideration I know when my sister was taking her um, stepdaughter to get an abortion the way that she was treated in the facility was just horrific and because she was a teenager at the time and like wasn't in a position to be able to be a parent and just wasn't the right time but the trauma that was from the process was more than the actual process itself so it's just something that we just don't talk about one of the things I remember walking in there and this comes back to the whole period thing. The lady said to me, oh, are you on any birth control? And I was like, no. And she goes, oh, okay, what is your, you know, con- contraception methods? And I was like, okay, maybe condoms, condoms, but let's be real, not really, because I've been with my father for ages. Pull out method all the way. Exactly. We're trusting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trust you, but please don't make me pregnant right now. Anyways, so... Yeah, and I just said, and she kept trying to, obviously I think there's a part of them that care. They hate seeing women come through. They're like, and maybe they haven't been educated that there is a more empowering way. And when I was in that seat, the the most like dark, one of the darkest time of my life, didn't want to be there. It felt cold and it was around, COVID, like people, my partner couldn't even come in and support me. Fuck. Because COVID. That's <laughs> you know, horrific. So, yeah, it was really, really hard. And um, it was in that moment when, yeah, she kept saying, well, okay, you, you need birth control. You can't, like, what are you going to do if this happens again kind of thing, like really put instilling a lot of fear mm-hmm. into me. And it took a lot for me to speak up, and speak up and say no. Like it was really hard because the way she was talking felt really dimin- diminishing of me and my sovereignty. Mm-hmm. And in that moment when I left the place, it was like, I- I'm going to learn about my period. I like, I'm not going to, I don't want to be on birth control. And I could imagine, cause I asked them how many women come through this place a day. And they said, Oh, we do anywhere between 50 to 60 procedures a day. Wow. And that's when I was like, Holy shit. People go through this and more than what we know, and the disempowerment in the process of not just falling pregnant, well, it can be empowering for some, but, you know, the disempowerment of saying, oh, okay, now you need to suppress something that is very natural for your body Mm -hmm. um, instead of teaching them to know their body, to know their period and to understand themselves. I was like, okay, something needs to change here. And that was the pivotal moment that changed me into wanting to learn about my bleed and then bleeding with my business. Yeah. 
It's, it's incredible. Like, you are amazing to be able to take such, like, adversity and turn it into, like, a positive and, like, a way to empower yourself. So I just, I'm so impressed by you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, Nicole, tell me about your Feminine Frequency program because I've heard amazing and transformational things about it. For sure. So, oh, let it begin. So, Feminine Frequency came through to me in 2021 in May and when she came through to me I was like hmm I'm not ready for this something else needs to happen (laughs) and I ended up going through quite a few initiations of my own deep feminine embodiment because there was this part of me that was like there's still more for you to embody here before you can fully step into this and channel this entity right because I believe that all of these ideas that come to us is like they are going to other people as well. It's not just you, but it's like, will you choose to take it on? Right. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, feminine frequency had this essence and this beauty about her and this purity and mystery. And I was like, wow, okay, this is, this is for me. Like I, I need to step through with this, but first I need to do a little bit more work. So I went and was in that and Then on, I believe it was June, July, I think it was July. Yeah, July, I launched Feminine Frequency and in August she began. So 1.0 Feminine Frequency launched and yeah, Feminine Frequency is for the conscious women who desires a feminine-led business in life. So it is not just for the general population, but it's more for the highly-led career-driven, visionary, entrepreneur woman. And she's just really done with the masculine way and wants to be living in the feminine way. And during the process in Feminine Frequency, we do integrate both feminine and masculine energy. As I mentioned, I'm really passionate about that. Um, But yeah, and since that moment, Feminine Frequency has evolved. So with all of my offerings, like I say to my clients, they evolve with me. Anything that I put out there is a reflection of what is currently alive for me. One program never stays the same. So even when it went from 1.0 to 2.0, it changed like you could feel it. The frequency, the feminine frequency, the energy of her completely shifted. And she had a much, it's like 1.0 was like this fire and this roar and this boldness. And then when 2.0 came along, there was this fierceness, but softness. And she came through with more sovereignty and more beauty and like even more miracles. Right. And so there was just this, I just like imagine like all these sparkles and like being in this fairyland, like magic can always happen. And then, yeah, like it was a huge shift. And I think that's why when it comes to marketing, I really am speechless. And I think that's why I use a lot of words and feelings because it isn't until you're in the space where you really know the space because again feminine energy isn't about what you're doing what you're saying it's about who you're being and until you're in that essence and in that energy then you won't really understand her you won't understand it and you'll continuously question it and try to rationalize it and make it logical and make it make sense and the thing is feminine frequency isn't for the woman who wants to make sense of things Mm. 
And so she will never choose feminine frequency. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the really cool thing, right? So in 2.0, well, 1.0, we did a photo shoot. And then 2.0, we decided, well, I decided um, to make a retreat involved in the program because I wanted to run a retreat this year and I wanted to see what could come through. It just felt really true to make it a part of the program because 50% of the women in 2.0 had actually been working with me for six months prior as well. So there had been this collective energy carrying on for quite some time and this depth of intimacy that had been created. And so when it got to 2.0, I was like, hmm, there's meant to be a retreat here and I don't know what it is. This is often how, like, I don't know what it is. It's just going to happen and I'm going to fast and it's going to be like, you know, better than I could ever planned for. And it, it always is, right? It always is. I work in the energetic space. I work in the depth of the mystery and this is just like, I, I love playing there. Um, and so, yeah, 2.0 was very much, there was business support, but not as much, there's, there wasn't, there was a lot less structure and planning and goals, right? So in 1.0, there was a lot of goals and there was still like quite a lot of masculine because I was still yet to let go of some of my own conditioning. Mm-hmm. And so that was a reflection in the program. And then 2.0 was like literally a full embrace of, I don't even make monthly plans anymore. Wow. Like I don't. I, uh, yeah, I've really been contemplating this for a long time and I noticed that I feel quite crippled in my trust with spirit or source or whatever you want to call it when I decide to make monthly goals because the thing the thing that I'm participating in here is so much bigger than just have I hit my monthly revenue right my cause and what I do is about imagine a world where men get to operate where they thrive and women get to operate where they thrive and we understand each other. Like that's what I'm, that every single day, it's like, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. So like the retreat was a moment in time towards that cause. So I don't plan monthly revenues and this and that. It's like my heart is always so full because that is what drives me and magic is birthed in the moments and the offerings and the alignments towards that thing, right? So it's like, oh, I'm casting an energetic projection of millions and millions of dollars, but that isn't all for me. This is for a community. Like, for instance, at this retreat, I'm like kind of segueing here, but I love it, so we're going to go with it. But at this retreat, you know, I, um, I really want other people to win. And with... That just being my intention, I didn't plan for people to win, but literally we had um, incredible Tay. She's a photographer, an artist. She does, uh, oh, forgive me, Tay, if you're listening to this, but was it called hand poke tattooing or something like that? Oh. Like she, oh, she, honestly, at work it's insane. And we got on the phone. We hadn't even met nothing, just like one phone call. And you, you know when you just know? Like I talk about this to my clients, there's a knowing and Mm -hmm. this knowing uh, is generated a lot in women in our wombs and um, I get this knowing a lot and I don't have to communicate with people and I just know and I say yes and they're like, well, that's weird. I'm like, but I just know, like you're meant to be here. And so Tay was one of those women that I was like, you're you're meant to be 
participating in this and intuitively weaving magic in the space. So she came and she weaved her magic and her artistic like photography and everything and she fully participated in the space as well. Um, and she had the time of her life and, you know, that was an extreme unraveling for her. And then what I noticed was, oh, the woman that I'm, well, we support each other in business, Nourish Hub, Cacao Nourish Hub. Mm -hmm. So she lives over in Melbourne. She support, uh, supplies the cacao, sorry, for all of my events. So we've partnered up and I was like, oh, she's going to be winning because, I'm going to be sharing this stuff and Tay's here taking photos of her stuff. And then we had Food Remedy, which is uh, Beth Corpse is the owner of Food Remedy and her new employee, Asha, who is also the Yoni naturopath. Mm -hmm. She was there and Beth was there and then they were getting photos and they had their first photo together. And I was like, everyone was winning just from like these little details and you, you just can't plan it and you don't know what's going to unfold. And yeah, so that was that was real magic, you know, like stepping into the retreat place. I feel like for every single one of the women of feminine frequency, it was the moment where everything came to a grounded place of embodiment of everything that we had learned. Cause yes, we've done practices on the group calls. Um, it's very, it, it is a very feminine led course. We do embodiment practice, breath works, there is healing, a lot of healing involved. There's truth circles. There's a deep connection to intimacy because it is the place where the feminine thrives. And imagine when you're in this space where the feminine thrives and that just pours and oozes out into everything else. You know, your business changes. Like, I'm done with the strategy. You know, there's so much strategy you can learn and there's also only so little, right? You could be doing all of the things. It's got nothing to do with the strategy. And that was where I was at in my business as well. I was changing strategy. I was like, oh, maybe this will work and this will work. And it just stressed me out and I was hustling and hustling and bustling. But then I just had enough and I was like, surely there's another way. Mm. Surely there's another way. And there was, and that's when I started to go, okay, I want to embrace this in my business become the embodiment of it and now I teach other women to do the same it's like you don't have to look at a strategy like it can be something as simple as energetics and if you have you know this feminine heart this feminine soul it's like you're going to thrive so much by just being in that minus the strategy but if you've never done strategy you might need like a little bit you know to support you and you need, you know, you might need to have an ABN and all that stuff and a bank account and, you know, maybe some legalities. But other than that, you know, it's like, again, who are you being? I think also being a bit more heart-led than like what's on your piece of paper. Like here's my like six things that I'm thinking of. I myself, I've been trying to um, launch an underwear business for two years now and I finally got to manufacturing and I can't currently afford like what, the initial capital is so I like cried for like an hour and then it was like okay let's pivot let's focus on the podcast let's do some like other business things in the meantime to build that capital and like still be working towards an end goal and it's like yeah. if I just stuck to my business plan it would have been like okay well I'm just giving up it's like nope like I've got all these other ideas let's like trust my like self and go for those which I think is sometimes awful yeah I love that and we're so conditioned to think that things can only get to X through ABC. Yeah. And this is why, coming back to that 
like living in the mystery and the depths of the unknown, like that's where I play. And it's like, what if it wasn't ABC? Like you have any idea the possibilities and the limitless potential that lays doormat when you just decide to let go? And it doesn't mean that you're not being proactive because you very much are. You're being very intentional. But there's a very different frequency from forcing and having to have it in this need rather than surrendering, trusting and loving. And there's so much mm. more excitement in that as well because you're like, what, like, what is the universe going to give me? What am I working towards? And, like, I, like, I'm a very up and down person. So it's like, okay, like, this is amazing. Like, what are we doing? Like, this is a new exciting thing. And, like, new ideas pop up. And, like, you've got to be yeah. open to those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So what's the plans for Feminine Frequency 3.0? Is <laughs> <It's> a- <laughs> <laughs> You asked me what's the plan? Oh, goodness. Oh, <laughs> Not the plan. Like, <laughs> oh, um, thank you for asking. I actually had um, my beautiful, she, she calls herself my minion, my beautiful OBM, Crystal Hudson. She's, she's truly a, a sister now, you know, like we've slept in the same bed. We've seen each other's naked body. I've slapped her ass a million times in temple practices. Like, you know, where so much, it's so much more than just somebody who works for me, you know, um, again, something I'm very passionate about and teach to other women who are in leadership. And yeah, Crystal asked me this question. She was like, oh, so what's next after the retreat? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just having that same reaction in my body. <sighs> but, um, yeah, look, I could say something now, which I will say, but it, it could change. Um, and I'm very much open to that. I never, ever follow through with something, no matter what I think someone else thinks, if it doesn't feel fully true. Yeah. Um, never. Um, no matter if I've got zero dollars in my bank account, it's not happening, you know. Um, yeah. So I operate very differently in that sense. And, yeah, 3.0, I've known for certain since the start of the year that I wasn't going to run Feminine Frequency again this year Um, and it was going to be... It was going to be this opening of space for me at the end of 2022 to really allow whatever was going to unfold, which there has been a lot for me coming through now... uh, it was going to be the space for me to fully allow that be expressed and be received by other people. So I'm looking more into creating face-to-face events. Um, I was like, oh, am I going to mention that now? I'm going to say that for later. So you guys, stay like, tuned. I'm going to that. <laughs> you guys, like, we're going to have to like just stay tuned for that one. There's a little secret behind the door there. Um, so yeah, more face-to-face events are coming and I do have something that's stirring in the cauldron that has been actually stirring since March this year and it still very much feels alive and true. So there is a huge possibility for that to come through. Um, it's going to be another short-term online experience for women, um, which I'm very excited about. So maybe stay tuned for that. And 3.0 Feminine Frequency is going to be coming back start of next year. Um, yeah, and somewhere in there, I'm really, I'm really feeling the call to do another retreat um, sooner rather than later. So, that yeah, sounds so amazing and exciting. And I love that, like, you know, you've got the ideas, but like, it doesn't have to be the like end goal. Like, just trust it. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Nicole. This has been amazing. Where can everyone find you and like get their sneak peeks that are going to be coming for the rest of the amazing things? Yeah, so I'm always on Instagram, 
all my offerings get posted through Instagram. That is probably the only place you will find me. But I really recommend joining the email list through my Instagram at Nicole Lillian, N-I-C-O-L-E-L-I-L-Y-A-N, because sometimes I don't post stuff to anywhere except send it through email. So yeah, if I know you're on that email list or I've connected with you via message on Instagram, then sometimes I do personal in-house invites to things as well. So yeah, head over there, have a look, connect with me, say hello if you've listened to this episode because I love to know who's listening and who, who's just in the field. Yeah, so <laughs> please amazing. do. I'll also like link it in the like show notes and you know, so just easy get there. But thank you so much thank and come back anytime because I feel like we have a million things that we could talk about. <laughs> Yeah, we opened like four doors, didn't we? We did. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you so much, Steph, for having me. It's been a freaking pleasure. And I just, yeah, thank you for allowing the space to, for me to express. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable. It was incredible. Thank you. Thank you. If you just had as much fun as we did, come follow us on Instagram at Confetti Curves, leave a five-star review and subscribe so you never miss an episode.